Happy holidays, everyone. To celebrate, we are going to share with you a very special look at our YouTube exclusive show, Mutant Academy. This is a show where Sal and I discuss the various X-Men movies, and we normally do it live at youtube.com slash onlystupidanswers every third Wednesday of the month. So this one is special for a variety of reasons. Not only are we doing it on a Monday, not only are we offering it on our podcast feed, but also we are taking a break from the Fox X-Men movies to discuss the little scene Generation X pilot from 1996. This is a fun little nostalgic artifact, and Sal and I had a blast discussing it. So enjoy this episode and have a happy holiday season. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a very special Mutant Academy. Um, I'm your host, DJ Woldridge. With me always is Sal. Sal, how you doing? What up, snickety, snickety, snore. <laughs> snickety, snickety. Uh, dude, is this pattern on my shirt doing weird things on the camera? Oh, no. No, not, okay, not my good. end. Okay, good, good, good. Well, hopefully, hopefully, you know, sometimes you get something with a little bit of lines in it, and the camera oh, starts yeah, like... Oh, yeah, the, 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 the computer does not know what to do with it. It's like, yeah. whoa, what's happening? So... What makes this special? This make what makes this special is we're taking a little break from the Fox verse to go back in time, all the way back to 1996. Sal, did you see this when it aired? Oh yeah, <laughs> same, <laughs> same. And oh I, yeah. And what I remember is a general sense of like not that uh, in 1996 I was like I was ten, so yeah. there was uh, not that I was super familiar with Gen X. Like I knew the basics. Yeah, I knew yeah. the covers I had seen in the store, right? Hell yeah. And so there was a sense of like, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> this no. doesn't seem right. No, I, I very much remember like Wizard hyping it up in some way or at the very least. Like I remember hearing about it without having to have been plugged into television for it. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I remember seeing pictures and being like, this looks like just the previews images. And I'm like, that looks real bad. That, that and, looks uh, not, I like... was not prepared. Yes. For how bad. Yeah. going to be. Um, and, and I will admit there is a certain amount of nostalgia for like back when superhero media was afraid, afraid of that, afraid of doing it. And it's like, yeah, Oh, I remember this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like, Oh shit. We can't make it look that comic book accurate. It looks stupid. And listen, like there's, a, I remember having an argument with my wife a while back about like comic book, superhero costuming in movies and i'm like why do they always have to have this kind of like pattern why do they always need these ri the ribs yeah you know why can't it just be the look and it's like this is this is why yeah, like, yeah. Because, yes because flat spandex catches light like no other it doesn't look like the comic books nope. it may be 100 percent comic book accurate and it will not do us any favors yeah you it, have to, something to catch the light exactly and also like whenever i love it whenever like this you know, some some cbr or whatever would be like this cosplay is better than anything in the movies and it's like no that's just good no. cosplay if you put that in a movie it would look stupid <laughs> but it's good yeah. cosplay <laughs> no it, it looks exactly like the comic book yeah. and that does not necessarily it translates to reality only in as much as you've You've approximated what the comic book looks like mm -hmm. in real life. But if you were to put you know, like Oscar Isaac in it, yeah. would it work? And probably not. Probably not. Because even even if so, even if they whiff it, like right. you know, a bunch of like concept artists and people everybody looked at a bunch of them and one of them was the comic and they're like, It don't it don't work, guys. It don't work. Yeah. 
we can't do that yeah okay. i mean you know there, and it, you know there's there's some degree of uh of, of of interpretation jubilee for example like her her costume is a coat yes if you put her in the coat you can make it work but even ninja turtles one of the I would say up there, top three most perfect yeah. comic book movie adaptations of all time. Yeah, uh, they didn't even put, you know, they they gave uh, April O'Neil what one yellow raincoat in one scene. Yes. and threw it away immediately. Mm-hmm. And they're like, which is actually kind of prescient. That was very like Marvel Netflix of them to yes. do that. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, wow, I just I just flashed back to Luke K- that one and in that oh, that was tiara. yeah, it was golden because they didn't even need to do that. Luke Cage hasn't worn that in decades, but they're like. Here you go, kids. And you're like, thank yeah. you. <laughs> but he will take it off and look at it with utter disdain. Yeah, which he should. Yeah, Let's not pretend not- otherwise. The, the more egregious one is like, we're going to give you the classic Daredevil costume. And then realize the helmet looks kind of stupid. So in season two, we fix the helmet, which means right. we're improving it. And then throw yep. it all away for season three. And it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Season three, I'm like, why are we backtracking? They're like, no, you can see it. It's on the guy who's murdering It's everyone. on the bad guy. No, this uh, was your uh, shot to update it. Maybe streamline it just a bit more and put yeah, the D's on it. I would like it to be more comic book accurate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway, I, hopefully at this point. I've said what we're talking about. We're talking about we're talking about the back in 1996 they made a Generation X TV movie pilot. It pilot? was it's a pilot. It's a pilot that they they uh, uh, put as a movie. You're like, where can I watch this? Um, YouTube, baby. Nobody nobody's keeping track of this one. <laughs> no, no one wants to own it. It's very much like the Star Wars Holiday Special, which I believe you could also still watch for yes. free without interruption on YouTube. Uh, you can watch two different versions of this movie on YouTube, uh, dude. I like, sorry, yeah. finish your thought. Oh, just one of them has like the Fox Five, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> checking out the promo nonsense. Kind of uh, bummed I missed that. The version I saw. Apparently, I discovered Aired in the UK because I was like, I'm so sorry. I can guarantee you when I saw this on Fox, Jubilee did not say that line. (laughs) Jubilee's line, I was like, I remember because I saw this years ago. um, I watched it with my my crew one time. We were doing more commentary stuff and I was like, you guys aren't prepared. And we watched it and it was like, but then that Jubilee thing came up. I'm like, what's happening? Yeah, wait, did this air on HBO? What are we, what's going on? Here's the thing, folks. Here's a little like history lesson for you guys. Um, for certain niche geek properties, they had like Canadian slash European versions mm-hmm. of the shows. For example, yeah, I don't know if you ever watched this show, DJ, but the Highlander series. No, I've seen clips when it was on like Sci-Fi. You know, right. back in the day, Sci-Fi would run day marathons of the Highlander exactly. show. Well, Highlander was uh, a show that is dominated. It's two things you need to know about the Highlander movies. One, there is awesome beheadings in them. Two, there is one big sex scene in it. (laughs) Every single one of them, that's like a a, a staple of the franchise. And like, you know, glossy 80s sex scene. Like, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Usually a saxophone. Yep. Uh, and and the Highlander show was like right, yeah, yes. <laughs> and then USA was like, oh no. Mm-hmm. And so we'd get them uh, in the European broadcast, but then they'd have to cut them down for uh, for for us American sensibilities. And uh, yeah, you just you'd never know what shows you were watching, and then you get like on like home media, yeah, and suddenly you get an extra tidbit of uh, of TNA, yeah, and you're like, like I'm so, was this on before? And I didn't know that's we the, like the broadcast days. What a different time! Yeah, it was not like oh at two in the morning they showed you know like 
no, yeah. they didn't do that. It was just no in on in another country yeah. on those screens they had it. <laughs> but uh, Generation X, all we could get was just a really messed up, insane line from Jubilee. Yeah, uh, it, it in in um uh, in countries that weren't founded by Puritans. Uh, you got <laughs> you got a little little different. So anyway, so this is the Generation X X uh, TV movie slash pilot. Originally aired in 1996, it was directed by Jack Shoulder, who directed Nightmare on Elm Street Two, an episode of Tales from the Crypt, episodes of the Mortal Kombat TV show, Tremors TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, hopefully you get an image of what this guy's tracks. Yeah, uh, they, I was reading some stuff about it, and they're like, he he was like, yeah, I, I you know I was I had a previous experience directing comic book stuff with Tales from the Crypt, and I'm like, that's a different, that's different. <laughs> that's not that the is, same thing. <laughs> that is so on brand for every Hollywood type talking about making comic book movies, yeah. where they're like, I love comic books. I read King's Feature Syndicate comic books all the time. Yeah. Those are called comic strips, yeah. and you are full of crap. You have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, like, it's a ugh. completely different, that's a different, anyway. Um, it was written by Eric Blankney. I don't know what else he did. Um, Fake name. Yeah, the... the <laughs> The uh, synopsis on IMDb reads, The new teenage students at a school for mutants, normal-looking humans with fantastic powers, try to stop an evil scientist from controlling the world's dreams. And I am is taking everything in my body to not jump ahead and talk about the dreams. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> oh, if yeah, it wasn't no. like... It, this is definitely... We'll get there. I don't want to jump ahead. So this, <laughs> this show has segments. If you're not familiar with our show, it has segments. Uh, we start off with The Way of X. Which is where we just give a breakdown of the movie we're discussing. And this movie, first off, it opens with the classic, like, uh, I don't know if the version you had this out, like the classic Marvel paper oh. thing. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We got we got a Marvel thing like that, which is, which I, I was like, is that the first time? Yeah, in... Same. I was like, 1990, we had this, and I guess it's like, yeah, when did Blade come out? Like, 99? Yeah, 98, 99. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, no, we did not, like, that, that's... That's amazing because it's so great. It might be the best thing about this. Yes. Is uh, that Marvel had this like media logo of the, the page flipping. Yeah, it, it is. And it can't stress this enough as we've talked about it. And I, as we've mentioned, it's easy to find. I do recommend finding it if you're like an X fan, just as for the, for the oh, artifact yeah. nature of it. Yeah. Four years from now, the first X-Men movie will come out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Four yeah, years. It, and if you'd ask me, if you just watch, if I watched this cold, I was like, yeah. And in ten years, they prefer no four years. Four years yeah. is the timeline. <laughs> right, right. Four. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's I mean, with movies and TV, like night and day, like all you need is like one strong voice to yeah. say like, I'm not gonna make it like crap. Yeah. You know, but. You know it was going to be garbage because the New World Pictures logo came up. At the mm-hmm. Well, and, and the other thing, you just brought up a really good point that I this this is not only an artifact of the X franchise; it's an artifact of what TV used to be. Yes. Whereas now, TV and used it, to be, yeah. And in some ways, I think maybe we should look at getting back. Like maybe we shouldn't be blowing twenty five million dollars an episode. <laughs> And maybe you know, yeah, you know maybe your money end. you should spend your money elsewhere. If if your episode and and again I can't stress this enough, I liked She Hulk quite a bit. But yeah, if your but- episodes of She Hulk, your lawyer sitcom, your workplace sitcom costs yeah. more than episodes of the final season of Game of Thrones, you're doing money wrong. You're doing it Left wrong. Up. Yeah, you don't you don't know your business yeah. anymore. Because uh, I'm sure that like one episode of She-Hulk could have paid the salaries of everyone and then some on the uh, budget for Generation X. For Generation X, uh, yeah. Because I think it had an episode of like it had a budget of like four million or something. But anyway, 
Um, so we open after the Marvel little ticker tape. We have the, we open with the definition of mutation, uh, which is the, the little dictionary definition, and then the extra one. It's like oh, a, an illegal status in the United States. And whenever I feel like whenever this pilot leans into the X Men shit. It's yeah. like there's promise here, they're like because oh, also truthfully, truth be told, nine times out of ten, pilots are kind of trash. Um, yeah. If if your show if your show's best episode is its pilot, oops. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a there's a reason why uh, everyone's like ev- the first episode you ever saw of Firefly was the train job. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so um uh and so elements like this is like okay uh, mutants illegal status and then we're introduced. To a Mr. Matt Frewer. Uh, who, who, Which is like, you're, if you're making a sci-fi adjacent yes, property yes. in 1996, Matt Frewer will not be far behind. You've, Max Headroom will be in your property. You've got to cast Max Headroom if you can. And listen, man. If, Ma- you, if Ma- you're lucky, you get Max Frewer. You, you yeah. get Max Headroom because uh, he is a joy. He's a treasure. He is also like, he, he's the, you know, it, I, I feel like, I fear that, Brewer is at this point 1996. He's like, yeah. So I am in the. I am literally neck deep in Jim Carrey eating my lunch, dude. I really, I, I can, I, I really feel like, <laughs> I, I, like, I can transport myself to yeah. the the boardroom meeting yes. where they're like, okay, we want X Men, right? But we don't want to. We don't want to necessarily damage. We're doing something new, live action TV. We don't necessarily damage. We don't want Wolverine because what if we fuck up Wolverine and then we poison the well? Yes. Okay. Fortunately, it's X Men in the '90s. There's a billion titles to pull. from. I have a lot of <laughs> options. The cheapest one yeah. is arguably not Generation X, but 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 you know nine hundred two one zero. We're a year out from Buffy. Like teens. you know, we got to get them. teens. Yeah. They love it. We cast a bunch of thirty year olds as teens. People will eat that shit up. 100%. Okay, but also, <laughs> have you seen this little movie called Batman Forever? <laughs> right. Well, that's that's like the template now, yeah. right? Like, it's so funny how uh, you know Batman '89 comes on the scene. They're like, "Oh, the superhero movie genre is here, yes. and we are ready. We got a template. Let's do it. Let's make a show." The Flash. It's literally just Batman '89, but yep. in the Flash. Let's go. Oh, that tanked, and we spent how much mm-hmm. on just the costume alone? Yeah, we're going to Joel Schumacher with this bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and it's important to stress that for as much as now we like to trash on Batman Forever, it did well. It made money because there was a whole generation of kids. The impression was there was a generation of kids scared by Batman Returns. Yep. That ate up Batman Forever. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) yeah, like this was the palate cleanser that they needed. It was, it was, I remember as a kid. In the theater, mm-hmm. being disappointed by Batman Forever. That was me for Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin, I didn't even see. Yeah, yeah, good <laughs> I was call. Like, I'm not good call. Uh, but but yeah, yeah, for me for me, I was at the right age. Batman Forever was like, yeah, ba- jokes about Batman '66. Robin's in here. I love it. I did uh, get the. Re- I was like, oh, I like the reference to Batman '66, but I liked it in that regard. Where it's like, holy rusted metal, Batman. That's yeah. the end of it. Yeah, yeah, the end. I didn't get out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so, and it's and it. And you can just feel this thing bending, like not understanding that, like the offer of mutants is a big enough offer. You don't need the dreamscape. You don't no. like it, the. I don't know what failed pilot you tried to loop into this one. Right. <laughs> yeah. This is this is absolutely them repurposing some other crap. I mean, 
the 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 uh, the villain's lair, mm-hmm. where it's literally just a dentist's office in 1996. Yes, like with the, with the, the in my studio outside yeah. in the lobby. Yeah, we could have shot the pilot there. Yes, because it has that like ice cube glass wall. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, that's the greatest architecture 1991 has to offer. Because I think there's a version. I think there's a version of this. Uh, I I I think. Listen, I can't be mad at Matt Furrier. Ever. No. He's the man's he's a treasure. He's doing what they paid him to do. <laughs> yeah. He is there yeah. to work. He's doing what they're asking. He's going 110%. Does it work? I can't tell you that it I wish I could tell you it worked. I, I can't I can't say that, but I will he never is trying be trying to be the mask, and it does not work. I I cannot be mad at Matt Ferrer. But there is a version of this as opposed to Dream Guy or whatever they're doing. It's like just make him arcade. Just have him be a human that wants to fuck with mutants, cast him as arcade, and now we're now we're cooking. <laughs> Yes. Now, now you get some like high marks from the audience. You screen this shit at Comic Con. Yes. You get a standing ovation. There's not a single person that in the production team that even knows what Comic Con is in 1996. <laughs> no. I guarantee you. I guarantee yeah. no, you. No, they do. Be- well, here's why. Here's why I say that because Mallrats. All right. 1990. I think 96. Is Mallrats 96? I think Mallrats is either 95 or 96. Yeah. Because I know Clerks is 94, so it's got to be 96. And they screened Mallrats at Comic-Con. Yeah. And based Genius. on the screening at Mallrats, they upped the budget for the marketing for Mallrats. And I believe that uh, producer Jim Jack said that it was going to be bigger than E.T. And uh, the movie couldn't crack a billion, a million dollars. Yeah, don't say that. Don't set that bar for yourself. Are you insane? I know, but Comic Con <laughs> did it. Like where it's no. like, yeah, if you want to, if you should. 1996, a movie about nerds who read comic books. Yeah. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. show it at Comic Con. Yes, 100. <laughs> percent Unless you might, then then you might get a false positive and think that it's going to be bigger than ET. <laughs> That's exactly the problem. And then they were like, oh, whoops. Turns out Comic Con is like just a distillation of only the people who would go see this movie all in the same place. Uh, yeah. same Everybody you wanted to see this movie already saw it at Comic-Con. <laughs> yeah. They also have for free at Comic-Con generation X though. Yeah. That's a movie you're like, you got to screen it at Comic-Con. Exactly. Just, just, and then get comment cards and have everybody go. It sucks. Is it, Mom? Yeah. So, um, we're we're in what we will learn as a flashback, uh, an indeterminate amount of years before the actual pilot starts. Matt Frewer is just doing some brain light brain surgery on some mutant kid, and everybody, including Emma Frost, who is played by uh, Fanola Hughes, um, comes in and is like, "Hey, stop doing brain surgery on this kid!" And the feds come in and arrest the kid. They're like, "He's an unregistered mutant. We're sending him to a camp." And Matt yep. Frewer, I don't, I, I did not put his name down. He's, he's Matt Frewer in my notes. That is who he is. Yeah, uh, is it occasionally Max Headroom is what I'll call him. Max, but, uh, you know what? That's better. We're gonna call him Max Headroom for the duration of this episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I mean, like we we should at least know. Like Russell Tresh. Russell Tresh. A name I'll never remember. Yes. And I will say, initially in my notes, I misspelled it as Russell Trash. And I was like, well, (laughs) that's that's Freudian slip. Um, Yeah. So they come in and he's just, uh, Max Headroom just loses his job. Uh, and Emma Frost is really pissy about it. And then she does some stuff like she makes it all windy in the office where if you weren't really familiar with Emma Frost in 1996, you're like, wait, is she Storm? Is she she Storm Powers? Yeah, I should say I was I was very excited uh, when I first saw it. You know, I was like, okay, they used the Generation X logo from the comic book. Yep, and Emma Frost looks pretty much like Emma Frost. Yeah. Also, caveat being low bar, is Vanilla Hughes the best live action Emma Frost? I think 
I don't know. I liked, I mean, like, she's certainly the most accurate to the period for Emma Frost. Yeah. But that's not saying much. I I did like um, the Emma Frost from First Class. I just wish she had anything to do. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's definitely different eras, literally and yeah. figuratively with those two. But I, but I, I think, I actually think... Uh, and we're going to get to Jeremy Rashford as Banshee, Sean Cassidy. And I actually think yeah. both of them work pretty they well. Do. They do. And they're using the comic book as like a great template. Like this is what the comic book kind of. It's like if you use the comic book as a baseline, I see where they got this from. It's not like when you're watching other like 1990s adaptations mm-hmm. of comic book media and you're like, I don't know where you started with this. Yeah. What was your but starting Dreamscape, point? I, I, I do kind of want to know. Like, again, yeah. just being vaguely familiar with Generation X as a kid, what was the conversation that, like, okay, we're going to do a new version of New Mutants, and the yep. teachers are going to be Banshee and Emma Frost? Yeah. What, uh, where did that come from? <laughs> I don't know what the what the, what the the motivation there was. I, I Honestly, the best version of Banshee is the Generation X one, where he's got the five o'clock shadow. Yeah. He's... He's, he's like he's kind of smoking hot and yeah. uh he's like a headmaster like that's kind of cool yeah because um, no offense to banshee watching this you feel like this is the most i've ever cared about banshee 100 yeah. <laughs> no yeah and occasionally i remember watching this and going like i kind of wish we just cut back to the adults yep yeah. uh-huh with their like flirtation the little like hey, hey we, we fuck each other <laughs> we're not in a relationship but we definitely fuck yeah, um, I also, there's a great moment where, like, it, all I could think of was Deadpool, where he's like, boy, it's a big house. You'd think there'd be more X-Men in it, but I guess yep. the couldn't afford them. <laughs> We've got five students for this mansion, and do I have a little factoids about the mansion? Of course I do. You're like, haven't I seen yeah. this mansion and everything? Yes, you have. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Smart move, by the way. I'm, like, amazed yep. about this. Yes. We'll, sh- we'll save it for later. So uh, then we meet Angelo, who will go by the codename Skin literally within the last five minutes. People will start referring to him as Skin just out of nowhere. Like, hey, you know Skin. Um, uh, well, I have Skin, but yes. I don't know him. Uh, and he's packing up to go to the Xavier School. At this point, I'm a little confused about, so is Angelo registered? Is there a reason the feds aren't coming and scooping his ass up? I'm I, unsure. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and so he's leaving and what a girl we will find out is his sister like as he's driving away holds onto his arm and it's <laughs> like sadistically like yeah stretch boy stretch because <laughs> it's like dragging behind the truck and she's and he's like he's like screaming is like let go like this hurts like yeah. and she's like yeah yeah right she's like i want you to remember not to come back <laughs> exactly i want to remember what you left this is what we'll do to you stretch you <laughs> So uh, back to back to Max Headroom. We find out he's working on, again. It's the plot of Batman Forever. He's working on some sort of dream machine for an ad yes. company. Uh, Dude, yeah, this is absolutely just the concept from. I I, I remember uh, now that you mention it, there is like a big time like, oh, you just saw the first ten minutes of Batman Forever. Yeah, like that. <laughs> and and they and they told Matt Frewer Jim Carrey. Go. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if they told him be Jim Carrey or if he was like, I was Jim Carrey before Jim Carrey. Yeah. I'll out Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey in yep. this show. Um, movie. If anybody also like we've mentioned Max Headroom. We've mentioned we've been obviously he's in this. He's also in um, um, Orphan Black and he's really good in that. He also has an incredibly understated performance in the first episode of The Nick, which if nobody's ever seen The Nick, I believe it's still yeah. on Max. I don't know if Zaslav like fucking cut that shit. But yeah. the two seasons of The Nick um, 
are is some of the best TV. Each episode is directed by Steven Soderbergh. It's some of the best mm. TV ever, ever. No. Uh, wow. Anyway, and he's in that. And if you're used to like this Matt Furrer, seeing him in the Nick, it's like, oh my god, <laughs> it's a different yeah, guy. Definitely. No, I know him as like Lawnmower Man. Yep. Like the the annoying dad in Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Yep. Uh, and of course he's, he's the time traveler in one amazing episode of TNG. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I believe he's in every iteration of Star Trek. Uh, How could he not be again? Right. Max Headroom. And if you've never heard of Max Headroom, every sci-fi nerd in the nineties making shows like TNG knew about Max Headroom. (laughs) It's so frustrating. I can't like, I never, I don't think I've ever even actually seen a full episode of Max Headroom. Uh, but I know him as Max Headroom. Primarily. <laughs> and because the Max Headroom aesthetic was so ubiquitous in the vibe, like, and also not just that, directors from that went on to do the Mario Brothers movie. And in the re- and I know people fucking hate the Mario Brothers movie, and I understand. It's not yeah. a faithful adaptation. But as a kid, that movie was so fucking cool to me. And part of it was the Max Headroom aesthetic. That like dystopia Absolutely. was fucking cool. Like it was, yeah, it was it's- my first exposure to anything cyberpunky, Blade Runner esque. And so it was totally. like, what is this? A sci-fi Dude, can exactly. be gross. What? <laughs> what a great idea is like your your kids like I've heard of Blade Runner. I want to watch it. It's like okay, son, mm-hmm. you're you're nine. Yeah, watch the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, and that that <laughs> has been my argument, uh, especially since the new one came out. It's like yeah, I get it. If you're a Mario fan and you want something that looks like Mario Brothers, the Universal movie, I would argue right. is not a good movie, but it looks like the games. Yes. If you're like if you want Blade Runner for kids. The, that the original Super Mario Brothers movie is that like that yeah. and, and still and like the cat anyway whatever this is not the Mario Brothers cast point is mm-hmm. Max Headroom had a bigger impact even if you've never heard of it I can tell you it had an impact on sh- if yeah. you like this show it's had an impact on things you like I think King Koopa like Dennis Hopper's King Koopa looks like Max Headroom yeah in that also, movie like for some reason again yeah. you can't go wrong with Dennis Hopper as a villain ever That's ever true. <laughs> yeah anyway um, so this movie, by the way, is brought to you by Virtual Fighter. Not only does Max Headroom mention uh, Virtual Fighter in their, he's basically doing dream advertising, um, uh, which, it, by the way, if a corporation could do it, they absolutely would do it, uh, where yeah. they're just implanting subliminal messages in your dreams. He mentions Virtual Fighter. Then we cut to an arcade where Jubilee's playing Virtual Fighter. <laughs> yes. And by the way, eagle-eyed fans out there. There is an X-Men arcade game in there, which just begs the question, what the hell? Yeah, what is... Is that cute? The X-Men license themselves? I, I appreciate the, the Easter egg, but I'm kind of like, what's in-universe, in what is that supposed to mean? I mean, you get a little bit... I, do, I think they do explain it in, like, Logan. Like, wait, they have... Con- it, it, I yeah. actually I kind of actively hate it when, yeah. like, when Smallville, like, was like, there's actually a superhero that Clark, like, as a kid from the comics, is like, what the fuck? Does that mean like your culture would be it would be different like that? That's oh, one know. of the things, the, the many many things that Alan Moore got right in Watchmen, which is yeah. like, well, yeah, if there's actually superhero around, superheroes around, superhero wouldn't comics wouldn't them. be the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be pirates or something like yeah. that. Yeah, no, it, it, that's my Man of Steel complaint. Like from the from the jump when the trailer comes out, I was like, oh, this trailer's good. Yep. Why is he doing that when Young Clark takes the towel? Yeah. What does that wraps mean? Around and puts hand- I'm like, what is he referencing? Yeah, because when we do that, we reference Superman. He is Superman. 
I need Superman before there's an idea for Superman. Yeah. So what exact? So what reference is he making? Yes, exactly. And I, and I also say that um, it, uh, it sounds like Sal and I might have watched the same rip of the uh on YouTube of Generation X. Yeah. Uh, the fidelity of it, not well, the best. But when I pulled this no. image of uh of uh, Emma Frost and Banshee, it looks like part of Banshee's costume is comic book panels, which is yeah. conceptually cool, but again, what the fuck? What does that mean? Uh, yes, <laughs> but like what is that supposed to mean? Yeah. Also, for like a lot of this movie, I thought it was Ethan Hawk. Oh, dude. <laughs> I just I've just been watching the before trilogy. Fucking Ethan Hawk's so fucking good, man. <laughs> is he great? Yeah. But I was like, oh my God, is this like an out of work Ethan Hawk? No. No. That'd be they can't afford him. Especially nineteen ninety six no. Ethan Hawk? No. <laughs> Seriously. No, 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 no. Uh, all right. Yeah. Good picture, by the way. Like that was a good pull. Dude, this is man. the only this is like the only high quality image I could find of it. And it's and this is this is my favorite part of the these two are this is my yeah. favorite part of the pilot. <laughs> easily no they're great yeah like though because they look well okay emma frost looks exactly like her costume from the comic book yep. which is kind of mind-bending mm -hmm. um uh, hey disney clean this up and put it on disney plus do for real dude i really think we me? should i think we should do that i i think the aquaman pilot should be, i have it i bought it on itunes or whatever back in the day um, somebody sent me the wonder woman pilot starring adrian palacki oh shit like years ago and i I, I watched it and deleted it immediately. And yeah. I didn't know because I was like, oh, well, this will probably be available again. Nope. nope. No, yeah, you save those artifacts. I still haven't, I still have never watched that failed Justice League pilot. And I oh, like it's, it. It's worse than this. Yeah. But I still want to see it. I've seen it. You know what I've mean? It. Oh, it's, it's a scene. I mean, it's neat to see. You're like, you, you, you would not believe it. You know, you'd be like, yeah. oh my God, I'm looking at like Martian Manhunter yep. on screen. But. And wasn't it, it? And wasn't it? Wasn't it? Guy Gardner as Hal Jordan wasn't one of those. It. I thought it was just Guy, but yeah, it was weird. Because when no, you look at it, you're like, "That's it's Hal. Hal in a. It's Hal in a guy costume." Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those things. Anyway, uh, kind of like, kind of like in uh, Superman animated series where it's Kyle Rayner, right? But it's Hal Jordan's origin. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. <sighs> This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley! It's anger! Let me at him! Fear! Safety checklist is complete! Disgust! Ew! Ew! Ugh. Sadness is in the house! Oh no! Hello, I'm Anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. is at the arcade like jubilee sees max headroom's face in right. the arcade machine because we're gonna learn <laughs> she's a little bit psychic and and i am unclear maybe you're a little bit more clear on this out yeah am i supposed to understand every mutant is a little bit psychic <laughs> that sounds like what they want you to believe it's kind of like cool. having like a like a like a healing factor you know yeah certainly all of these characters are a little bit psychic for no reason I or do like Maybe they're being aided by Emma. That's I'm doing a lot of work. For yeah, people. unclear, and it's clear that it's unclear for the creators. Because by by the way, Jubilee is played by uh, um, Heather, Heather McComb. McComb. She is yeah. not Asian American. Uh, she is a a white woman. And uh, the, <laughs> when when quizzed on this, the creators were like, "Oh, it didn't specify in the script or the casting thing that it was that." And it's like, yeah, 
Did you not the, mo, one of the, the most pop, the reason you're doing this is the X-Men right. animated series and that is the one character from that show on your show. Yeah. And none of all right. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. They just no. Uh, um Awful. yeah, so it's if if it didn't specify in the script, nobody making this new or are they psychic who who gives a shit? <laughs> right. Like it, it's like no one from Marvel was there on set nope like there was which which is very much like on brand for marvel back then yeah because in 1996 all i care about is that it's being made in 1996 it's marvel is probably like four guys in a room just how how many (laughs) licenses can we sell out to this shit oh yeah because we're hemorrhaging money (laughs) right (laughs) just please for the love of god make us a dollar yeah yeah we failed again. Yeah, for 40 like a good chunk of our 25% of our budget is going to Rob Leefield and, <laughs> and, and, and they're again. getting yeah, and they're getting rid over image and it's like, "Oh man." <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, you know, I've never heard of this woman before, like Heather McComb besides seeing her in Jubilee and being like, "Oh, she's pretty she's pretty cute." Yeah. Um do you know she married James Vanderbeek? I learned that and also trying to figure out and also she guess she was in Party of 5. Oh, I yeah. that's how I would not recognize her because I yep. didn't watch that show. Same, 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 same. So anyway, she's in the art at classic. Other than the fact that you can you whitewash Jubilee, her being an arcade, it's basically. I feel like that's how the '97 X Men '90s cartoon starts with her in an arcade. Perfect. Yep, one hundred percent. Weird that she's seen guys' faces in it, but whatever. Um, and no. apparently, we also learned that she's uh, fifteen. Which uh, yeah, right? She. Oh uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, so. Yep. Uh, we get our first peek at, at Emma Frost and Banshee interacting, and he, uh, she literally calls him lover, which makes things a little ambiguous later on because then they're flirting as if like sexual tension. It's like, well, okay, but is it sexual? Bang, though. Yeah, is it sexual tension or are you all banging? What's the right? <laughs> or she's just calling her lover like you know as a kind of like that's more flirting. Mm-hmm. Like we don't. He is. They do have different bedrooms. Yeah, and. Banshees has like a roaring fire in it, as I recall. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, man, he's hot blooded, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's just waiting. He's just ever waiting. He's like, I live in a big old empty house yeah. with Emma Frost. I'm just waiting for her to get to lower her standards. Exactly. Like, you know, Banshee's looking good too, so I don't know. Yeah, exactly, dude. And especially if you're like, because doing research for this, I pull, I saw Banshee from Gen X era. It's like, yeah, Banshee, get after it, man. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he he was like, this is my this is my era. And it's the problem because his fucking power. It, actually, his powers don't suck in this, but in the comics, compared to in the in the spectrum of powers, his are actually kind of useful here. In the comics, yeah. it's like Banshee's like C tier, man. Like I scream loud, oof, get out. <laughs> Yeah, no, we're not starting with you. Yeah, no. sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, apparently Jubilee's outburst uh, is, dude, this actually kind of hit. It's like if you you could just transplant the scene to now, and it'd probably be more effective now. She's labeled Absolutely. as a mutant terrorist, and she's going to a camp to basically be brainwashed to be like, I guess not use her ability, be less of a mutant. Yeah. Um, uh, conversion therapy for mutants, basically. Right, exactly. Um, and uh oh, Sal, do I like this sequence? I might actually like this this uh the, right this moment where uh Emma Frost uses her little psychic powers to be like, We're from the FBI to pick up Jubilee and her banshee sneak in and they're tricking the guards. And Jubilee yeah. sees through the psychic facade because again, inexplicably, she's a little bit psychic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Okay. <laughs> I don't like it. 
and I'm not going to defend it. No, we're just going to have to roll with it. It's the decision that's they it. made, and it's the setup, the dream, the dream shit, uh, which sucks. Yeah. So that's a bummer. That's just a bummer, and it chews up a lot of dude. We blow through so much plot. Oh my god! On um, Max for Matt Headroom. <laughs> we just keep cutting to him in his dentist's office. Yep. Which is, by the way, like the the way they dressed the set. Yeah. For this was just. Grab all the crap mm-hmm. you can find that is vaguely scientific looking. Yeah. And just pile it on top of itself around the room. Like we don't even have like it's like they're like, we need the room at the end of the weekend. Yes. Like you have the you have this guy's office for the weekend. So yeah. It's like just you can't like build anything, you can't like staple anything. It all just has to be on top of itself. Yep. And like as you can see, like it actually does. If you look at like the lighting aesthetic, like they're also clearly inspired by Joel Schumacher, mm-hmm. bright colors, comic book. Yeah. But like when they're outside of the, the 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 prison, they like just use lights with gels. Dude, it's like it's green, it's purple. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's okay. it's wild because like in some ways when you're at the school, and it probably helps because this is spoiler. The mansion they use here is the same one they use in the movies. Um, but, uh, it feels like, like you can almost feel the pull of what comic book movies were in 96 and what they will be in four years because not, not that the stuff at the mansion, I would argue not that it works, but it definitely is more grounded in a way that is reflective of what will be the X-Men movies. But every scene Matt Frewer is in is Joel Schumacher up the ass. Like it's like you said, like color, like every, the loudest colors you can imagine. Yeah. It also is like a miracle that you get him in the arcade scene since every other scene is basically just shot of him alone mm-hmm. or with one other extra. Yeah. And it's like we just we have Matt Frewer for seventy two hours. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> shoot him in shoot all of his scenes in one location and then get him out. And oh. then just have him sit in front of a green screen and like we'll just shoot that and put it in front of the Tekken or Virtual fighter or whatever. For real, for real. Um, so um, while they after they pick up Jubilee from the prison, on the way from there, they pick up uh, Angelo. Oh, like whatever, this bus stop stop by there, I guess. Anyway, um, so what we learn is that uh, back in that flashback, Emma and Max Headroom were working on a team trying to find the Dream Dimension. Uh, why is this a plot in this your X Men introductory pilot? I can't explain that i don't know why <laughs> no i don't i don't know um this is a scene where max headroom is chewing up all the scenery he has a boss that doesn't matter but we except yeah, for him like, to exposit to that's right that's yeah. right uh and he basically says he wants a mutant brain to become god i'm not gonna explain it's he thinks he'll pull out the little mutant part of a mutant's brain and somehow that makes him god why i because remember that scene in batman forever jim carrey's like i'll be a god it's that yeah that's why i I think it's also like oh my god we have the guy from lawnmower man yes Uh uh-huh he uses he uses nebulous cgi to become a god yes let's do that Mm -hmm. Uh, so here's the thing we've got we've got uh, the guy that is computer guy in Max Headroom and computer guy in Lawnmower Man, yep. and and we're gonna make him a dream guy. And it's like, but there is a computer guy. It's his name's Arcade. <laughs> yeah, there's. Oh my god. And it wouldn't have to. You wouldn't have to spend as much money on like CG or or even green screen. It's just it's just a guy yeah. in a bow tie. Yes. That that's all you need. And they're like, no, no. Put him in loud costumes. Like put him in loud suits. Yeah. Yes. But. And you also, by the way, you have a dream guy. 
You've got yeah, the, Shadow, got the King. Shadow King. Yeah. No, I know. It's we'll have to wait until Legion. Legion. And they're Shadow, they do pretty good work with Shadow King. I, yeah. I I like I like season up until literally the last minutes of the season two finale. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh and yeah. then it's then they take a wild swerve with the character. You're like, whoa, I don't know if this show's equipped. <laughs> you yeah. implying your protagonist is a rapist. I don't know if this show's equipped for that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, gotta but, get into some into some young adult nudity though. Because <laughs> that got to we got because to. that was probably cut and uh, no. from the from the oh we're talking about, we're talking you're talking about Gen X where they when they go when they take them to the mansion you're like we have to take a full body scan. Why is nope. this in here? Whip why? them out <laughs> like. Why is this in here? And why are they like we're, we're like we got to titillate? They're yeah, like, why? But you said. Granted, the actress is clearly not this, right. but she's fifteen. You said she's fifteen, and also, yeah. if you want to titillate, Emma Frost is literally right there. She's yeah, right there. She is constantly available. But yeah. now we got to show that, like you know, skin wants wants more skin. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, um, so we meet the other kids that are already there, yes. and these are the only students that are at this mansion. Apparently, there are. I think more of them than there are like main characters in Deadpool. So <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. So we have um Arlie who goes by her code name is Buff, um Mondo, Kurt and Monet. And you're like, wait, some of those like Monet and Mondo I know from and yeah. Mondo I know from the comics. Who are Arlie and Kurt? Uh they're new characters. We'll get into that in, into our a future segment of why they're good, there. Good. Yeah. Because I don't know anything. I don't, I just was like, I don't know them. Yeah. It's, Kirk, Kirkland brand Cyclops and then not Husk. Those are the two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> those are the two new Yeah, that characters. was disappointing. I remember being really disappointed that Husk was not in this. Yeah. Um, so they immediately play the weirdest game of football I've ever seen. Um, and Mondo, I guess Angelo's arm gets caught in Mondo's arm and it stretches him. And it's just this poor actor screaming like a maniac. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> being like, it hurts. Yeah. You're going to be useless. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Can you yep. imagine Mr. Fantastic being like, ah! like, that's nothing. There's no fun here. No oh joy. my God. Um, okay. So um, what we learn is that Arlie apparently is super strong and we, and they say that she has like the reason we share is baggy clothes. She's got, I think the term they use is she's got a freaky body. Put a pin yeah. in that. we learn what quote unquote makes your body freaky later. Excellent. Uh, we learned that Monet is perfect at everything, super strong, super smart, uh, great at everything. Mondo yeah. in this show show is basically absorbing man. If he touches it, he can absorb the thing. Uh, there's no visual, other than a lighting change, there's no visual representation of that. He just yeah, becomes that's... hard as stone if he touches stone. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's theater of the mind in our TV show. Yes, yep. Um, and Frost starts giving the suit psychic training for reasons that are unclear to me. <laughs> Oh, that they can use psychic abilities later in the movie. Do you do you think they're like yeah every every episode because there was two versions of this one they were like you know maybe yeah. it'll go pick up a series or maybe it'll be a series of TV movies because that's a thing we did back in the day. Yes. Um, and was it like every TV movie like we're gonna have a big panel in the dreamscape? Was that do you think that was their long term plan? Oh, I hope not. I mean, like that. I mean, that does track. Yeah. These, for, for this kind of era i i think it's i i honestly this sounds to me like just a fundamental like misunderstanding of like 
you know what I mean? Like uh, of some producer that had too much power. Yeah. Being like, all the mutants have psychic powers. Yeah. And then just saying that, you know, like, because back, like, folks, back in like the 80s and 90s, when like our favorite things that had existed for at least 40 years yep. were being adapted into like visual mediums, they were at like, the, they were being, you know, hijacked or uh, kidnapped by like older people who had like a, the vaguest of understandings. Mm-hmm. Of what it was like they might have like maybe remembered reading a single issue of the book and like extrapolated that one reading from when they were like 11 yeah into uh, into a fundamental understanding of what the whole property is about yeah if you think like studio execs are out of touch now it has always been <laughs> thus it is always yes. and and anything anything that you watch was like wow that was a good adaption that's a minor miracle of, it's an accident yeah it's a complete accident or miracle yeah no it was either like it, it had either a really, really powerful director or very little studio interference. Yeah. And I, and I do think that uh, a lot of the stuff that we love now did come out of the slipstream of weirdly enough, Harry Potter, where this idea of like accuracy, it has to be absolute fidelity because if we deviate at all, these people and and also the beginning of social media, because it made it a lot easier for fans to, to log their displeasure. If you didn't do it exactly right, um you know so anyway uh yeah i guess they're all vaguely psychic um so they're watching the news and some guy again this shit's like it it just feels ahead of its time and i guess it's not but it just feels that way where this guy some douchebag on the news is like yeah we need to take care of the mutant problem for example i think if we'd gotten ahead of aids we could have and it's like what is what are you implying what are you implying (laughs) Yeah, well, they, I mean, they're you know people being born with mutations are an STD, really. Yeah, Whoa. if we just rounded up all the gay people, it maybe AIDS. Whoa, time out, guy. Oh, whoa, <laughs> which again is ref- that's that is like true to what yeah. politicians were saying, uh, especially in the eighties and stuff like that. It's just wild for they have this this of all shows like acknowledge it. Like I almost yeah. be like if the, I feel like there's a a very good chance. That when the MCU, we're all excited to see the MCU tackle X Men, but there's a very good chance it will be the least political version of X Men we've ever seen. Period. Uh, yeah. I, I fear you're right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's not a good. Yeah, Sal said that right. It's that's not a good. I'm not saying that it's a good thing. The X Men are inherently political. That's why if you like the X Men, that's one of the reasons you like them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So we learn uh, Kurt lasers the TV with his eyes. It, basically, he's got eye powers. He can see he's all of Superman's eye powers. He's got a less um, stable version of those. He can see through things. He can shoot lasers, that yep. sort of thing. Yep. His code name is Refrax, by the way. I don't. I didn't get that until later. My notes. It sucks. Um, they put Angelo through. So we're introduced to like the computer lab, which is which is kind of uh, Cerebro is like. If you saw an episode of the British TV show, The Avengers, where like a computer is blinking on the wall, it's like that sort of thing. The, the Batman 66, the Batcave computer, it's that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and he's supposed to be keeping track of the thing. And I guess it's a training session. And uh, it, it's really boring. It's actually really it's, it's boring. It's an opportunity to pad runtime. Yes. We just show, you know, sit in the chair. We do a couple of whip pans, a couple yeah. of, you know. Like cuts to screens that are like just just image files. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and uh, you know, and we just. Uh oh, system B twenty three is uh, section B twenty three is in the flying or in danger. Oh no! 
And then I think it's, is it Emma Frost or Jubilee that puts a gun to his head? Cause it's, that's the training. Like we broke in and, and you, you think, okay, what we're setting up is for the finale when the villain attacks the mansion. That's not yes. at all. That's not what, no, <laughs> I, I thought it was, I thought it was Emma, but I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter. If somebody puts a gun to his head as part of the training. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I put my notes. This must be the TV version of the danger room, like the training you need to do. There is a danger room later, and it is also lame. <laughs> yeah, well, because in the in the comic books, they don't have the danger room; they have the grotto. Ah, uh, yeah, because it's supposed to be a different facility in than Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Westchester, and then there's uh, I want to say Boston, but I don't remember. That but is crazy that they never they've not taken advantage of like yeah we have we have a West Coast Avengers, but we don't have a West Coast X Men where we open a school on the West Coast. Right. Well, That's the, the closest thing I want to say is like schism, but they weren't really talking. You know, like yeah, it wasn't Wolverine like a new eat. branch. It's that we're fighting each other. I know. Yeah, but we could use like satellite campuses. Like, uh, oh man, that's a good pitch. Like the yeah. initiative, but it's like for the X Men, mm -hmm. like a mutant in every state. Yeah, yeah, for real. Like anyway, whatever. I, we're unless they do some like major backtracking post Krakoa era, we're a little bit past that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Jubilee and Angelo are trying to learn to dream travel. Fucking goddamn! For some reason, ah. and only because we have to, because somebody has like a script that yep. they used that was like for a pitch. Like I, I guarantee. I mean, look, there are like at least a few X Men like shows yep. that they've made over the last like twenty years mm -hmm. that are not related to the X Men at all. That are like, oh, it's a place, it's school, uh, mm -hmm. institution. With young people and they got powers and blah blah blah. Um, this is probably just one of them. And they were like, we were already developing something. Yeah, like, but it was it was it was off of it was a spinoff of uh, remember what is it the Dream Warriors Friday night Friday or uh, Nightmare on Elm oh, Street yes, like Nightmare thirteen Street, Dream, Warriors. Dream Warriors and it's a school Dude. for Dream Warriors and oh we just made God. it X Men. Dude, no, the director of Nightmare on Elm Street two right yep. made mm -hmm. this movie. Maybe mm -hmm. like he knew them and he's just like, I'll use the script from Dream Warriors. I'll get you paid. Yeah, you know, and then uh... we just slap some X Men in here, and it's wild too, man. Because we again for for its flaws, and I, you know, nostalgia aside, I do think the X Men anime series has its flaws. But yeah. they were smart enough because we watched Pride of the X-Men for the show. And it was like, we're in this 20-minute cartoon. We're going to introduce all of the X-Men and all of the Brotherhood and all the concept of mutants and all the and the night and the 97 show knew. Listen, start. Here's the X-Men. Right. The, who are the bad guys? Robots that hunt X-Men. That's yes. it. That's all you need to know. You know what I mean? And so it's there, man. Just focus on you've got a whole cast of characters here. You've yeah. got the concept of mutants. That's enough. You're yeah. good. <laughs> Right, we don't no, need the dream shit. That's it. Yeah. So um, they they convince Banshee to let them go to town by themselves, which is objectively a bad decision. I don't know why uh, Banshee's a little too. I get it. Emma's too uptight. Banshee's too loosey goosey. Uh, they need chaperones. That's why you get like a perfect balance between the two of them. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. So we at the they're at a closing clothing store. They're trying on stuff, and this is where we get to see Arlie's uh, quote unquote jack uh, jacked up body. And by jacked up, I mean she's literally just jacked. She's like she's just yeah really she's buff. Tough. That's not freaky. That's oh no. that's not normal. That's that's a professional bodybuilder level. But like yeah, but uh, back in '96, heroin chic was in. Yeah, I guess so because like oh oh no, she's got back muscles. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah, what if a yeah. woman was in any way powerful? That would really <laughs> throw off what we're trying to do here. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so... Um, and, it, and we learned that, that Kurt 
I need to call. I'm going to call him Refrax because every time I say Kurt, I think oh, Nightcrawler. I think of Nightcrawler yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so Refrax is like into it. He's like, yeah, she's buff. Yeah. And it's like, I yeah, want her to dominate me. And it's people, like, yeah, knock yourself out, man. People would. People are. That's a. People are into that. Like, it's not weird. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, Mondo uh, gets into this weird eating contest with a jock that's sitting across from them. Like he sees him eat something, so he eats something. Maybe they're flirting. You know what I, I mean? Think that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Yeah, that's how it feels. Um, and uh, Angelo is so Angelo sees a girl he's into, and then they're like, "Wow, it's creepy." He's following us, and it's like he is following me, and that is creepy. I know we're trying yeah. to paint these as bitchy girls, but it is weird how he's following you. Oh, I know. Angelo sucks. Yeah. <laughs> he is when he's not screaming or crying he is being a creep angelo is a victim of uh, is a great example of the people behind this not knowing what what they're making because angelo is a collection of a power that is lame uh a bunch of racial stereotypes 100 and being a creep uh and so it's like there's nothing appealing about this guy right I would even say like his being a creep is just a, he's a victim of, of adults, like 45 year old men yeah, thinking for thinking about what it was like to be a teenager and like trying to engineer awkward scenarios for them. Yep. Yep. It's like, well, I remember when like, here's an awkward scenario for a very sympathetic protagonist, AKA me mm-hmm. uh, when I was in high school, you know what I mean? And then it's and like, I lightly stalked women. You know what I mean? Right. right. And like, sometimes it worked, you know, for other people. And most of the time it didn't for yeah. like me. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So they get in there, uh, the, the jock boyfriend, one of these girls, the jock, right. Um, that, that one of these yeah. girls is into Invites him over, and he shoves his face into a banana split. Oh, man. Yes, because this is 1956. I mean, uh, 96. Yes. Yep. Um, So, dude, how many... Growing up, like, this must be what high school is like. And what you're reading is an experience from the 50s. Yeah. Like, high school hasn't been like this for decades. Right. Yeah, no. Yeah. The same amount of time that Back to the Future went back Mm -hmm. is what it is now yeah so like <laughs> i remember you know. i think it was the most recent jurassic world uh yeah it was because that was the one where the that was another one with too many offers the dinosaurs yeah. are out in the world but also there's these locusts it's like time out stop with the dinosaurs are out in the world what are you doing uh yeah. but the t- teaser for that was a bunch of kids at a drive-through and then it's like we're we're not even it's not even this it's not even colin trevorrow's nostalgia no. He is responding to Steven Spielberg's nostalgia. That's exactly so we're right. <laughs> we're now in like fifty years plus of nostalgia back into yeah. nobody. No drive-through is packed with teenagers now. That's not how yeah. things work, right? Maybe during the no. pandemic. No, not even then. Um, no, they have smartphones. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, lost track. Uh, so Angelo is hacking into oh, he goes the computer. Yeah, he's hacking. He's trying to. F- he finds Emma. He finds Emma's dream machine on the same set that we had the dream machine uh, originally. Uh, <laughs> apparently, we couldn't move that prop. Um, so, uh, meanwhile, there's a pitch meeting with Max Headroom. Uh, we hey. says he says he has this a degree in theoretical physics, which doesn't track with what he's working on. Not at all. That's not. I don't think that's physics related, but whatever. No, um, he's, just, he's just made to say things they make up. Yep. <laughs> yep. So we find out that uh, uh, his character, Trash, 
uh, invaded the dreams of all the board, and he makes them all fart at a certain time. Sal, I would I would be lying if I didn't say I found I didn't find some enjoyment in this scene. Yeah, there is some delight. I mean, it's 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 farts, so it's going to be hilarious. Yeah, it's just it, it's also like. Okay, so this is, I mean, like, I knew this is kind of what we were in for, but I didn't know we were going to pass, like, that threshold. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And again, yeah. I can't stress it enough. You just say that um, he is an engineer, he's a computer designer, and he's working with this company where yep. he's doing subliminal messaging, and yep. he's got grand designs, and so the government comes to him and says, hey, do you want to help us kill or trap mutants? And it's arcade, and maybe right. in this version, arcade builds the Sentinels. I know Sentinels are a little ambitious for this show. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. They'd have to be like virtual Sentinels. Yes, they're or, dream or, Sentinels. Or they're um, like we have these 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 headbands. They have that like regular people or our security forces wear. Yeah, and it like creates a purple armor over them that mm-hmm. like is animated. And we call them Sentinel. Like, yeah, sure, man. Whatever. Uh, but the point is, point is, he should be arcade. I'm gonna keep beating yeah. this drum throughout the episode. Um, uh, turns out, so here's we we get a danger room, and it's just basically a rec room. There's like a wall climb. There's a rock climb and stuff like that. Yeah, it's more than we ever got in the movie. So you know, big time credit where it's true. True. <laughs> yeah. The, the yeah yeah. Uh, they call it, I think they might have called it the Grotto in this, or at least the Danger Grotto, but. Uh, I, I missed it. I missed it. They I might have. Uh, I just remember being like surprised by when it's accurate and when it isn't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're like, DJ, wait, or why are you cutting back from the grotto to uh, the boardroom meeting? Boardroom? That's the way it was edited. Sorry, everybody. Um, <laughs> uh, but it turns out this one's uh, a dream. because the, the And this actually tracks. Because at the beginning of the scene, the boardroom, like, this seems unethical. And I'm like, said nobody in any boardroom ever. <laughs> exactly. We have uh, to have that. Yeah. But it turns out it is a dream. And it's for his boss. Uh, and, Ma- uh, and Max Headroom uses the dream to make his boss jump out a window. You're like, wait, just like Batman forever. I'm like, yes, just like Batman forever. And it looks a lot like Batman forever. They just went, just do the scene from here. It just Just doesn't have that cool ass Gothic waterfall with the giant, like fucking Lord of the Rings statues. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That's true. Oh man. Um, it, it is when you see stuff like this, like, again, it's easy to trash on Joel Schumacher's Batman movies. Just like it's easy to like trash on somebody like Michael Bay, but then you right. see somebody emulating that, and you're like, "Oh, there is something here. This is this right. is a skill. To do this is a skill. You can't just do it, <laughs> <laughs> especially not yeah. a TV budget. No. So Angelo and Jubilee enter the Dream Machine. Jubilee goes first because again, we've established that for some reason she's kind of psychic. Yep. Help me out with a Sal. Is this yeah. scene her dad? talking to a picture of her mom and the picture yeah. of the mom is talking back oh, that's correct yes so the mom is dead and the dad is dreaming of her or is he literally doing that well, this is also weird because we see the mom earlier but not the dad they specifically they specifically explain why the dad's not there hmm. anyway I, I give credit to this because this is slightly too trippy for this pilot and I think it, this is the Twin Peaks effect where it's like maybe we can 100%. get away with this shit now yeah, they're like, you know, Twin Peaks was like a TV movie. Yeah. Like, we could do that. Yeah. No, I, I, it, it's, 
know. It's so funny. It is so funny now where it's just like if you're making a superhero movie, you're just making a superhero. You're like, oh, like Iron Man or Batman or whatever. This <laughs> time you're like, you're like, it's like uh, Dream Warriors, but like Twin Peaks, but like, you know what I mean? Like you're having That's... to get, what is a superhero TV show? What is that? Right. I don't know. We're, we're in unfettered, you know, we're in, we're in fertile ground here. Yeah. We can make whatever we want. You know, we have to. <laughs> and unfortunately we just, it's this. We're, we're creating a genre and those genres are vaguely psychic mutants with like fire with 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 plasmoid abilities yep goes into the dream world to augment those powers and ends up visiting her dad who may or may not be dreaming or conscious maybe she's physically maybe she's like astral projecting into the room it is dude it is it is unclear are we entering somebody else's dreams or are right? we in our or own dreams? Her dreams that's fair yeah oh my and, god and and I feel pretty confident in saying, like, you and I watch this, and we're like, yeah. so this is Astral Plane, Shadow King shit. Nobody in making the show would know what the fuck we're talking about. Hell so this is no. accidental. This, yeah. <laughs> this is accidental. Yeah, any of, any, if we have any context for what's happening, yeah. it's because we know it, and they, like, they don't. Yeah. They're just, like, they're just stumbling on it by accident. This isn't Legion uh, where you're like, wait, are we setting up Shadow King? And the answer is, yeah, actually, they are setting up the Shadow King. That's what they're doing. This isn't that. I, That's not the era we're in. <laughs> no, no. They, they, if they had another bite at the apple, they might, been, they might have been able to retcon it. Yes. Yep. And be like, no, it's the Shadow King. Yeah. But uh, no, they did not know what they were doing back then. So uh, Max Headroom shows up in the dream, which you believe freaks her out. She comes out and she's like, Angelo, dude, that was messed up. Don't do it. And Angelo's like, I'm going to do it. And so he gets in there <laughs> and he dreams about the girl from earlier. Again, kind of creepy if the implication is he's in her dream, which I think that's what we're supposed to understand. Yes. Yes, that's right. Uh, Matt Frewer finds him, uh, makes him an offer he totally can refuse. It's basically like if you, I don't even remember what it was, but it's basically if you help me somehow, uh, I'll get you with this girl, which is creepy. Yeah. Yeah, um right. and Angela does it because he sucks, unfortunately. Um, but as right. he's about like as he's introducing the dream girl, the cops show up at Frewer's real world location, yank the thing off him. Uh-huh. He gets lost. This is something we sort of established earlier. He gets lost in the dream realm. realm. <laughs> then Angelo uses his powers, which shouldn't matter because we're in a dream. Yes. To pull Matt Frewer back, except he doesn't. He's still not in back in his body. He's no. just not floating around. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like, well, there, there is some kind of like a mind entropy that one can enter that they don't discuss or establish uh-huh. or rules for. Yes. We just see that, like, essentially, Max Hedrum owes Skin a favor. Uh-huh. And even then, he doesn't, like, really reciprocate. No, he doesn't, because he's going to end up asking Skin for more help. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Okay, so this is where we get this. This fucking blew my mind. So yeah. we get a scene where Jubilee and Angelo are talking later, uh, and and he's like, Angelo's like, I want to go back in, and Jubilee says, "Are you fucking nuts?" And I'm like, "Whoa!" Yeah, I was like, "What the hell?" Whoa! We're dropping f bombs. Like, it's not even like we're 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 towing the line here. No, just. Boom. Well, because there's another line earlier when yeah. uh, Emma's talking about treating them uh, mind, whatever. And she's like, I need you to relax, but concentrate. I actually kind of like this line. She's like, I need yeah. you to relax, but concentrate. And Refrax is like, well, how can you relax and concentrate? And she's like, just imagine you're playing with yourself. And I'm like, that's actually pretty good. That actually works. That line, well, apparently. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that line. So this line, obviously, but also that line are not, we're not in the US versions. Hell no. Uh, they, they, were in the, they were in the UK versions. 
Which is what yeah. we're watched, apparently. <laughs> right, right. The UK version's filmed in Canada. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, I, I think in the I, what I read is in the American version, she says, imagine you're on the toilet, which is not as good a line as imagine you're no. playing with yourself. But it, does, it is a more American line. Yeah, it is a more... It's We changed it, so now it kind of doesn't make sense as a reference. <laughs> yeah, but it is uh, stupid. Okay, so at this point in my notes, because I didn't know he was named Refrax and I refused to keep calling him Kurt, I started referring to him as Glasses. That's that's also cool. Yeah. I would have called him Oakley's. Oakley's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Oakley's flirts with Arlie in the car um, and invites her to this carnival that he says is supposedly totally kosh. It's totally kosh, Sal. Yeah, whatever, whatever that means. They're just like, we're, we're just making up. Yeah, you stuff. know how kids talk. You know, yeah. kosh. Let's go to the carnival. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like 90s, kids do. Yeah, 90s kids love the carnival. We'll go to the circus yeah. next. Um, Surrounded by clowns. <laughs> So um, Max Headroom is in a mental asylum um, and he's still separated from his conscience. Uh, at, at this point, I know my notes, this pilot is covering like this. This should be the introduction to like episode four. Right. Like he's catatonic. How, how are we going to build to our season finale? He's catatonic. Like yeah, covering yeah. so much ground with Matt Frewer in the pilot. Well, He's the star. He he's is the straight star. up the star of this movie. God damn it. God he's also the it. biggest name in the movie. Yeah, he um, is. Which even in 1996 yeah. is kind of a bummer. <laughs> it's kind of like, that's your biggest star. I mean, he's great. Yeah. I love him. I just, is he putting butts in the seats? I'm not sure. No. Um, not, not the right butts. Not the butts they want. Yep. So everybody goes to the carnival. Angelo sees his dream girl. They decide. To, she's like, I'm sorry for my friends were mean to you. You want to go for uh, a walk? And he's like, yeah. So he's like, okay, well, let's walk where my friends can't see us. <laughs> right. Fair. Um <laughs> Also, can I just point out that this Please. carnival is like the most Are You Afraid of the Dark set? In mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like they borrowed, you know, like the, 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 the you they know, they the did. Are you Afraid of the Dark And I can set, guarantee like, you, Are You Afraid of the Dark was probably filmed in Canada too. I don't even need to look that oh, shit up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, if, listen, listen with your, you know, with your fine tuned. <laughs> Use uh, your adult skills. ears to listen to Are yes. You Afraid of the Dark. <laughs> yeah. Listen to the, to the character actors who are just like, oh, no, Zebo. <laughs> What's that all about? And I'm like, uh-huh. Yep, uh-huh. I'm Got just it. an old American boy, eh? Yeah, eh? Oh, my God. Um, so, uh, Arlie and Glasses are making out and I guess the car? I guess the car that you drove there in. Do they have a car? Whatever. They're in a set car that's that's cut in half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I was very, very... So, she, she says, like, can you take your glasses off? I feel like I'm kissing Quentin Tarantino. Very 1996 line. Um, and then um, class is like, they're making out. And then he, like, freezes up and then he bails to the point where I'm like, is am I supposed to understand Matt Frewer is in his brain now? Like, what's happening? <laughs> I I don't know. I just thought he was like intimidated. Like he's he's a lot he's a lot of talk, but he can't walk the walk. You know, Listen, like, oh shit. We've all known people like that. What yeah. we find out is that I guess his X-ray vision kicked in, and he saw her thigh, and and he hears, and the implication is because he's telling Mondo this, but the girls over here that he saw her freaky muscle muscular body, and that freaked him out. And so Arlie's mad. Well, we'll find out later. No, I'm gonna save it because the way they reveal this is insane. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so um, Angela and uh, uh, the dream girl run into the jocks anyway, despite trying to walk where they're not. Um, you know, the jock does a lot of stuff that is, I believe, is very true of the time. But, you know, uh, starts calling him retard, starts using the Hispanic accent. And it's like, this is 
you know, this guy's an asshole. This guy's an yeah, asshole. This guy's a jerk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so Mondo and Glasses jump in. There's a big fight. Um, uh, Emma shows up and bails them all out of out of prison uh, or jail. <laughs> uh, and back at the school, she expels Mondo because she knew that one of the guys punched Mondo who picked up a stone at the beginning. And there's a blue right. light on him, which shows, oh, he's hard skin now. And um, the guy broke his hand. So she's like, he used his powers. You're expelled. And they all have an I am Spartacus moment where they're, all, they're like, actually... I was in the fight and used my powers. Actually, I was in the fight and used my powers. She's like, okay, I can't expel everybody, so Mondo's safe. Right, especially because I only have six students or whatever. Exactly. Uh, and Banshee, before Banshee asked the kids to leave so the parent, mom and dad can talk, and he's like, <laughs> and he says, he says something interesting. And again, there's moments like this where it's like, fuck, you, you actually, you guys are closer than you think to get having right. something here because he's like, hey, you can't blame yourself with what happened to the Hellions. And I'm like, what happened to the Hellions? I'm, I'm I interested. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely like, they're like, all right. And you could feel like, I, I, I heard that they actually got consultation from, unfortunately, like one of the worst, like, Scott Liddell. of all time, but yeah. uh, that like Scott Liddell, like actually like helped them out with this a little bit. And I can imagine that's 100% of Liddell line. Mm-hmm. It's just like, the, the producers have, I go, I have no idea yeah. what she said. <laughs> and we have no intention of ever showing you what that means. But if it seeds extra episodes, hey, let's do it. Um, exactly. It's so funny, too. I'll save this thought for later. Um, Angelo um, and is back in the dreams, and he sneaks into the dream girl's place. Um, this is kind of creepy when you think about it. And they dance in this weird tropical location. Yeah. So Max Headroom shows up, invading the dreams. Um and as they're talking, uh, Angelo lets slip that he knows Emma Frost, who we've established Matt Ferrez has a previous relationship with from working yeah. when he was doing brain surgery. And he says he wants Angelo's help to get his body back. Listen, no big deal. It's in a, a, a minimum security location. And Angelo's like, time out. <laughs> minimum security. Why? Any security. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is a fair, fair question to ask. It's like the most discerning Angelo is in this entire yep. movie. It's the one moment yeah. where, like, oh, maybe, maybe Angelo does have something. Uh, look, two electrons in his brain sparking off. Yeah. Um. So things get a little heavy. Max Headroom uh, threatens the Dream Girl, and he, I, I didn't quite hear this line, but he kind of he threatens to mind rape Angelo's sister, which was the girl yeah. from earlier that was torturing Angelo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh man, yeah. Angelo's no, yeah. like this. This this is a this is an edgy uh, this is an edgy movie. You know, they're mm-hmm. this actually takes more risks <laughs> than most X Men movies. We're dropping f bombs. We're throwing out rape threats. Like, oh man, right? Uh, Jubilee called uh, Oakley's a, an asshole in mm-hmm. this this children's TV show. Yeah, wild. Um, so Angelo saves uh, Matt for from gear that he got from somewhere. Like he has a whole remember- like kit. Yeah, yeah. I, I, maybe it's maybe it's left over because Emma Frost like took it because she worked there or something. But like, I I remember like at this point going like, like when he's like, we got to get me my head back, my brain back in my body. I was like, wasn't like, wasn't like forty minutes ago he was like goofing around in oversized clothes. Like, what are we doing yeah. here? <laughs> and also like, why do we? Why this whole plot of getting him back? Why right, you guys like, could save so much. Like time, page space, by just having me dream god guy. Anyway, yeah. So he saves him, and also this again. If this were like a show, show this could have been a whole episode of Angelo saving uh, Matt Fur from the yeah. fucking place. Um, yeah. So, uh, but like, and again, I can't stress this enough. They're in the real world. They're escaping the asylum. Matt Fur or Max Headroom doesn't have powers. Angelo does. 
Yes. But Max Headroom grabs him. He's like, actually, I want your brain. Cut to uh, Angela, like, bound up. And it's like, dude, you have power. Yeah, you just punch him. But, but it would hurt a lot. <laughs> it's like every time that Angela uses his power, it's like, oh! <laughs> what a, boy, maybe oh. just send him back. <laughs> you know, maybe we just cut our losses with Angelo. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Angela's all tied up. Uh, and this is one of the nonsense. I, I had to write this line down. Uh, uh, Max Headroom's like, sleep tight, little chipmunk. Store nuts in your cheeks. And it's like, what the fuck? That's just, I'll give him, how about one from me? Here's a line <laughs> that I got. Listen, you want crazy? I'll give you crazy. You want to get nuts? Yeah, um, put them in your cheeks. <laughs> so Angela remembers Emma's lesson from earlier. Relax, but concentrate. And he reaches out to Jubilee through the dreamscape. Um, and she wakes up. And this is where we finally start calling Angelo's skin out of nowhere. No context for it. Uh, fortunately, I know from the comics that is his code name, so I know who she's talking about. Right, exactly. I, I feel like this is like they saw, like this is their Star Wars moment. Yeah. Like, where you know you're watching Star Wars and you're kind of like, when 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 Luke reaches out to Leia and Leia hears Luke in Empire, you're kind of like, oh, is that a thing we could do? I mm -hmm. didn't know. That. And uh, they're they're like, listen, people loved that when it happened in Star Wars. Yeah. And that that was only like a couple years ago mm -hmm. uh, for these people. Who yes. This movie. And uh, so they're just like, yeah, no, like he, 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 every, all the mutants are vaguely psychic. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Did we established that. Well, we're going to, we'll put it in the movie. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. Don't it's you awful. worry pretty a lot about it. Yeah. Emma says, I should have destroyed that machine. It's like, yeah, no shit. Why'd you even, yeah, why do you even have it? <laughs> um, so, uh, they're in their big mission brief. Emma's like, here's the deal. You guys, I'm going to, and this is nonsense. It doesn't matter. I didn't write it down. But she's like, I'm going to pull his entire lab into the dreamscape, whatever the fuck that means. And okay. you guys are going to go in there, and you're going to get Angelo out. And uh, Oakley's is like, time out. Real quick. I got to say something. Arlie. Remember earlier when I saw your thigh and I freaked out? I didn't see. I still was chased, and I didn't look at your vahoo-hoo. <laughs> I didn't look at your yes. vagina. I was whatever. And that's what all this misunderstanding was. And it's like, cool, I guess. Can we get back to the life or death thing we're doing? <laughs> yeah, you could say that to her on the way to the mission. But uh, in the meantime. Oh, uh, my you know. God. And that's the whole thing. He freaked out because he saw her. Dude, I don't, I don't want to be too forward, but you were, like, making out in the car. Like, you were going to see it anyway. Yeah, man. I don't. What the? F anyway, whatever, man. I, sure. Yeah. Um, so they all go to the dream realm, um, and a doorway. Do whatever. I, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, they go through whatever. It's a portal. Fudo gives a fuck. Um, right. uh, Matt Fur is all goose with Angelo. He's like, I want to cut your hair or whatever. It's all he's all goose for most of this fight. Yeah. Um, um, Gen X shows up uh, to fight. Max Headroom in the dream realm. <sighs> what the, it's the dream. You have the power of dreams. The, the powers literally don't matter. It's dreams. You could have any powers. Uh, whatever. Yeah. He um almost at the beginning he does basically nothing to fight back. Yeah. He just gets thrown around a bunch. <laughs> yep. And he, and he like shows you how long his tongue is. Like that's kind of. I mean, it's not a bad. It's a pretty long tongue. I was. I, I don't mean, know about you. Yeah. So I was kind of impressed. I was like, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm happy for your wife. Um. So. Um, or husband. I don't know Matt for. I don't know his persuasion. <laughs> yeah. <like that. laughs> um. Anyway, so they're throwing him around. Uh, he he does eventually try to fight back. He almost throws M into a furnace. That's right. Remember M? She's in this pilot. 
Yep, I never remember her doing anything, but yes, she here she is. Yeah, he says some weird shit about music, like, let me put on Barry White, whatever, I don't know. Yeah, um, no, it's creepy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bansy, Banshee uses his scream to blast him through a wall, but he comes back all giant because it's a realm of dreams, everybody! <laughs> yeah, remember? like, but uh, And I'm like, she pulled the lab into the dream world, so that was the whole fight in the dream, but like, Angelo yeah. was really strapped to the thing, so that physically happened. Yeah, because they take Angelo and pull him back through the... God damn it. Right? Oh, like, God so, it. yeah, but he's big now in the wall. Anyway, all seems lost uh, because Matt Frewer's giant now. And we learned that apparently he's been mutating this whole time. What? Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, Emma is talking about sacrificing herself, but Angelo wraps up Max's headroom and drops him off into the abyss. But then Angelo pulls himself back with his stretchy powers and they all escape together. Um, and okay. it ends with the kids playing some sort of card game that I don't know if it's a real one. It, it feels vaguely X-Men inspired, which again is weird given right. the context. But then I, I yeah, I want to say they, it's like on sale now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then like out of nowhere, like they're just playing this game and then uh, Emma Frost and Banshee show up like, hey, kids, shut the fuck up. Stop what you're doing. <laughs> you want to see your new school uniforms? Boom. You look like action figures. And, um, well, Sal, I have some happy things to tell you about in the action figure front because that definitely, shocker of shockers, that was a consideration. <laughs> oh, no question. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go, kids. Up on the screen is the costume, which is the, co- I mean, it's the costume of the comic. I actually don't hate it. I would have watched a show with this shit, but. I mean, they have X-Men logos. They have costumes. Like, that's cool. Yeah. In its own way back then. Yeah, and I would have watched it. I would watch it, man. And then, and then, uh, especially considering our limited options at the time, I would have eaten that shit up. Um, Hell yeah! Hell yeah! So, and we Max Henry's back in a mental institution, and then when they close in on his eye, it's like the dreamscape. Which I don't know is that is he coming back? Is he not coming back? What are you implying with that? I mean, yeah, if he wants to come back, I'm sure they'd be happy. They'd be lucky to have him. They'd be uh, lucky. That's kind of what they did they to have him. Like. Oh my god! All right, so now for our next segment, which is X. Factor, this is where we give some behind the scenes. So what was going on here? I can't wait to find out because I don't know. I was just like, I don't know what this is. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I couldn't find a bunch, but I was able to find a little bit. Um, The film was planned to air during sweeps as Fox was confident it would make a strong impact. Oops. Uh, And had a budget of $4 million. Producer Eric Blankley hoped it would lead to further Generation X TV movies or a full Ah. series. New World Enterprises kept strong security over the script. Uh, maybe that was not a problem. Yeah, uh, maybe a little less. Maybe if somebody would have been like, "Hey, what's up with this dream shit?" Um, and was not allowed to be viewed. It was not allowed to be viewed by the press. Uh, budgetary reasons meant direct translation of the comic was impossible. The most notable casualties were characters Chamber and Husk. Uh, for yeah. those not familiar, Husk is able to like tear off her skin, and she could be metal underneath, or she could be whatever. The tearing mm-hmm. of the skin thing was too like to, yeah. It's also grotesque. So it's like it's hard to like you know achieve in a tv movie yeah and then husk i'm even like i know the basics of husk but i haven't read enough husk comics to be like an expert but basically he's a psionic being and a psionic power psionic powers blew out his chest yes and so there's just a big fireball where his lower torso should be which i guess that's never you're never gonna look like yeah you're never gonna achieve that look and i just always husk looks cool but I've always oh, chamber. Yeah, chamber. Sorry, is it Jessica's? Yeah, sorry, chamber. Chamber looks cool. Chamber with the blowing off of his chest. Yeah, that's the character that yeah. blew off his chest. Yep, that's just a Chris Bocciolo design. You know it. Yeah, and like, it looks cool, cool, but it's also confusing. It was always, it's always been confusing me. So it's like, wait, so he's a psychic body? 
but it looks like fire. Yeah. But it's okay. okay. That way he can talk because like yeah. you can't, you know, it's it's the bottom half of his whole body. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so they're not doing Chamber and Husk. Long story short. No. So they reach out to Generation X writer Scott Lobdell. Every ooh, every Scott Lobdell fans out there. Yeah. Uh, to create two new characters, which were Refrax, uh, Kurt Pistorius, he's he's Oakley's, and Buff, who's Arlie, who's Buff. Buff, Buff would have worked. And again, the point was, yeah. it, it, that's a great budget thing. It's like her body's under the baggy clothes. Whoa. But like, if <laughs> yeah. it was more like Beast's yes. physicality, where it's like, no, her, her, her body is, it's different. It's not just, she's right. really fit. Like that's actually. No, she's just, she, she just looks like she takes care of herself. Yeah. All right. Like, oh. Um, and suggested, they suggested that if they proved popular, these two new characters, they might be added to the comic itself or are featured in Toy Biz's X-Men action figure line. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's like a no-brainer because they were always making new ones. Yeah. And spoiler alert, everybody, they did not end up in the action figure line. <laughs> or in the comics. <laughs> because I can't also stress this enough. Buff just looks like Husk. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, she just looks exactly like Husk. No. It's awesome. Anyway, um, other changes were made to the characters in the development of the film. A Jubilee, for example, is not per, uh, portrayed by a character of Asian descent, despite nope. the comics. Um, the film was shot in British Columbia. Over the course of 24 days, the mansion used for the Xavier Institute is Hatley Castle, which was also used uh, as the Xavier Mansion in X2, At Last Stand, Days of Future Past, Deadpool, Apocalypse, and Deadpool 2. It's also... The Luther Mansion from Smallville. Of course it is. Oh, that's awesome. Dude, the second I saw it, I'm like, wait, is that Lex Luther's mansion? Of course it is. Right. Just before the release, the TV special was tested, uh, or was testing the waters for um, a series of TV movies instead of a TV series. Uh, genera- generation, oh, excuse me, generation X was broadcast on Fox as part of the Fox Tuesday night at the movies <laughs> on February 20th, 1996. The movie tied for 72nd out of 108 Nielsen-rated programs. Oh, my God. Oof. That sucks. That sucks on toast. Yeah, so that's some of your behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, Next segment is New Mutants. What, if anything, can be salvaged from this for the MCU version of the X-Men? And what I was going to say for later that I'll say now is... It's wild how hard it seems to be to make an X-Men show. Because yes. even during the height, like, what was the... Uh, so, it was Legion, and then there, there was one on Fox that had, like, Blink and Warpath. And I can't even remember the name of it because it wasn't X-Men. Yeah. It was X-Force, X-Factor. One of, pick one of your... I'm going to have to look it up. Yeah, yeah. Why Why is that, Sal? Why is it... Why? why? Because they always... I think Gifted. Was it the Gifted? It was the gifted. Why not call it X something? I don't know. I don't know. I, I I mean, like, there's there is a phenomenon that is ever present, especially in adaptive works, particularly in the comic book realm, in TV and movies, which is to put your thumbprint on it. Like mm-hmm. they're they're like, I need to make sure that like you know that that's mine. Yep. And. uh 
you know, like uh, like John Peters' infamous uh, de- declaration that, like, I don't want to see that cape in that Superman movie. Yeah. You know, no, I don't want to see that suit. And it's like, well, then you're not making a Superman movie. Just yeah. don't do that. Yeah. And it's like, but but I want to put my spin on it. Like, it's I want you to, I want people to see this movie and go, why is it so drastically different from the thing I know? It's because of that person and they're a genius. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's that, that second sentence is never coming. Nope. But like, with the gifted, they're like, you'll know it's X-Men. Because it's a school for gifted youngsters. Like it's just so many leaps, and it's just because I want it to be different. Because I because I said it's different. Like because it's because I made it different. Because could you imagine? Uh, was it the Peter David run where in X Factor where uh, it's like a detective agency kind of like with multiple oh, man? Yeah. Could you imagine? I'm sure Nathan Fillion was all already headlining a show. He was probably yeah. doing like what is a castle or whatever probably. by the time <laughs> the gifted came out. But it's like, could you imagine Nathan Fillion as a multiple man in X Factor where they're just mutant detectives? Like, what the. Yep. You've got so many runs. Yes. Like, the instinct here is correct. They're like, we want to make an X Men show, but we don't want to do mainline X Men show because we don't budget and all that stuff. Yeah. So we looked at one of our half dozen X lines and we're like, the safest bet is Generation X. That's, they fucked it up, but like, that's that's a good instinct. It's a completely good instinct, especially because at that time, like Generation X was a property. It was known, mm-hmm. it was established, it was embraced by the audience that they were trying to get to buy their shit. Like it makes yeah. sense. And they like used all the iconography that they could spare based on the budget and the creative limitations. It's not even it's funny, you look at this movie and it's like this was n- the, the the budget was not the problem. Yeah. The problem was the creative limitations you had on it. Yes. Like the people involved. Because, like, if you were to get 1996 Kevin Feige, mm-hmm. right, who was a producer or would be a producer on, like, Spider-Man and yeah. X-Men and stuff like that, like, he knew these properties and he knew what not to do. If you gave it to a hungry, new, young producer who knows this universe and said, I'm going to give you $4 million yeah. to make a 90-minute Generation X movie. Yeah. You're going to get a 90-minute Generation X movie, yep. and it's going to be tight. Yeah. Not not so. Or, or even... This is a veteran show. This is like a show made by people who made shows. Yep. 100. Well, just look at the, the, the director's track record past, like the Mortal Kombat show, the Tremors show. Uh, right? I wouldn't be surprised me if he directed episodes of the Highlander show. Uh, right, exactly. And not even, and obviously, you know, I understand that Joss Whedon is in director jail now. Uh, and I have no quibbles with that. But right. um, this is a year out from Buffy. If you've got a young Joss Whedon doing your Generation X show, oh, you got a winner. Like that show's going to go uh, seven seasons. You know what I mean? Oh, this, I wouldn't be surprised if Whedon actually ghost wrote like one of the versions of the script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because like Whedon knows how to like juggle a cast of characters with powers put female like empowerment at the four yeah. you know like he, he he knows all the all the boxes to check and the formula to to execute it it, it it's a no-brainer to in today's world in hindsight generation x is like a duh you yeah. could do it again you could easily make like 2025's generation x on disney plus so for this segment make, for yeah. this segment that that's that's what i think i think honestly like that's you know, obviously, we know the X Men brand is it's the same reason why we're not going to get a Spider Man show. Spider Man sells movie tickets, it puts butts in seats. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's more yeah. valuable, right? Same yep. with X Men. That said, yeah, make your X Men movie, make your Wolverine movies, but then have your Generation X 
And I would use – for some reason, we've left that branding maybe because, you know, the confusion with the actual Generation X. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. But I, I, mean, I like that branding yeah. better than the New Mutants branding personally. Me too. Yeah. Um, and so you make your Generation X show that is your CW teen soap opera show that's in the same – maybe Storm or Wolverine shows up for an episode or maybe yeah. Banshee and Emma Frost show up <laughs> in the movies – but it's its own siloed off and and truly and I you could do dude X the X Men brand is so big you could have a Generation X Disney Plus show and an X Factor uh, TV show and not even touch the movies yeah no it's true yeah I think that if anything's gonna kick I mean like Jubilee is a fun uh ride along character she is yeah. a great like introduction to this to the series i think that also because of the animated series mm-hmm. like marvel studios is probably going to be like this is heavily influenced by batman forever yeah i think that x-men in the mcu is going to be heavily influenced by the x-men animated series from 96 what makes you think that just because they're bringing it <laughs> back and every time we see them it's a reference to that and every- yeah yeah and the fact that like the first time we ever got an x-man on screen in the mcu in some regard it was they played the the, the x-men animated series theme yeah and it was a professor x in the wheelchair in the from, yellow chair and then when we saw beast later he's wearing the lab coat and he looks exactly like even though it's kelsey Grammer's voice he looks exactly like <laughs> The animated series version. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Wild. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Oh, by the way, worth mentioning, because uh, I thought I vaguely remember this. When they say the Toy Biz toy line, there literally was, and this is wild to think about now, but there yeah. literally was a generation, like branded Generation yes. X toy line. Yeah. Yeah. That's how like. Yeah, they had less articulation. I remember like Jubilee and I remember Skin and Husk and uh, Emma Frost. Like, yeah. They, yeah. They're all they here. I'm looking at Chambers pictures. in here. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, the protector. You know everybody's favorites. Um, oh yeah, I yeah. Love the protector. The protector. And plate. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, but yeah. So I think is, and I actually think, um, using Jubilee. Jubilee is a great. I have a feeling with the way we're positioning, Miss Marvel. And it's weird. Yeah. Now in hindsight, it's weird she's that we're doing this. Jubilee. Yeah, she's going to be the Jubilee. But I do think Jubilee would be a great. You see her in the movies, but she's also the leader of our Generation X show. I think she won't. I think that Mar- I think Ms. Marvel's going to be their Spider-Man. Like, I think they're okay. going to be like, no, we're going to use her as the Marvel ambassador. Yeah. And we'll create another Ms. Marvel. And it'll either be the original Jubilee, yeah. Kitty Pride, Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or it'll be Jubilee again. As I don't, much as I don't I know love, which one do. As much as I love Kitty Pride, it would be cool to have. And we've had a bunch of live action Jubilees after this. Yeah, but not really. You know what I mean? Like not like well, a memorable. This is the most accurate. It's so yeah. frustrating. Like it, she's the most accurate Jubilee outside of like that one awesome shot from X Men One mm-hmm. of Jubilee in the classroom. Yeah, uh, but the power, the the power uh, of Jubilee, like her actually shooting the fireworks, looks great. Yeah, this, this terrible show movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in having her in X Men, and maybe she could even she could be Wolverine psychic in the Wolverine movie. Like yes. you could, you know, because you can cast a younger actress that you're able to put in multiple things. And mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I I hope I don't know at this point. I have no clue when we're mm-hmm. getting X Men stuff. Was it you who told me that that uh, you think that um, like Secret Wars will be the convergence between the yeah. MCU and the Fox X franchise? Yep. Yep. I think that like for them, the, the, the compliment to the MCU is the Fox universe. I mean, 
You're not wrong. Because it is the only one with like interconnected. It's the one that goes on for like a decade or more with like an interconnected bunch of movies. Like they, yeah. they have an expansive cast of characters. The problem is they just kept recasting them and like making it weird. Like, yeah. is Havoc dead or alive? For real. And then, <laughs> is it, and then I have to wait till post Secret Wars for like MCU X Men, like a new Wolverine, a new whatever. The, by know. the time post Secret Wars, nobody's going to give a shit anymore. <laughs> I know. No, it's like you gotta. You they should have. Well, uh, and then of course everyone is just jumping off like their 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 chairs to tell you like apparently they are not allowed to like the the, the original contracts run until twenty twenty five. So technically, if they want to like put Beast in a movie, yeah. it has to be either Kelsey Grammer or Nicholas Holt. Like it can't be a new Beast because the contracts oh, for the original Fox right. Like if you want to, if you put Wolverine right. on screen in a film, it has to to be the one who's contracted until 2025 which is Hugh Jackman like so that's why we haven't seen any new X-Men it's it's part of the reason why Ralph Boner was Quicksilver is mm-hmm. not just because it was an awesome reference that could have been way better yeah it's that they were like we literally can't cast another Quicksilver you know that tracks <laughs> that tracks I'll allow that it track? I do th- I, I do I, think I haven't there- seen any I haven't never I've never seen that contract I'm yeah. just saying like that sounds like some bullshit. That, that sounds I like some shit mind. we've been through before. We're familiar yes. with this, these shenanigans. Why doesn't Hulk get a standalone movie? Well, because technically, that's a universal movie. If he's he can show up in Thor and Avengers, but if he gets a standalone movie, that's a universal movie. Um, anyway, well, shit. I, I think then my advice would be like, hey, listen, man. Maybe then we well, let's put out Thunderbolts because I, I guess that's already filming. Let's put out the new yeah. Captain America movie and let's just wait it out until Secret Wars. And then fucking do start over. Get yeah. give people a breath, you know? Right. Because then if you start a new MCU with Fantastic Four and X-Men and the new Avengers, people will show up again. 100%. Yeah. Yep, they will. They will. Yeah. Well, anyway, we'll see. We'll see how that turns out. Now, this doesn't matter because uh, Generation X is not a canon event. So this no. isn't going to be part of our, our, oh, what? There's actually a segment, boys and girls, called Generation X. Hey. Um, but for the sake of the show, of the argument, um, just for this episode, yeah. where does Generation X stack into your rankings of what we've seen so far? Yeah. Which is up to Deadpool. Right. Uh, I think... I think I'd rather watch this. No, this is really bad. Yeah. This is the worst thing. It's got to be at the bottom uh, of dude, the Dude, I, I, my instinct was like, should I even include this segment? Because it's got to be the worst thing. And then I remembered X-Men Origins Wolverine. I know. The Wolverine <laughs> thing, the Wolverine factor is a problem. Yeah. I would, I would not rather watch X-Men Origins Wolverine, but I also can't tell you how horrible this movie. Like, you can't, I can't sit down. If you were like, if someone was like, hey, uh, you're gonna have to spend two hours. It's gonna have to be either watching this movie or this movie. It's like I'm. I don't know. Okay. Which one I'd rather watch? Okay. So I there, think this one's shorter. So maybe this one. Yeah. Like, so, so there's some caveats here for me because I do think I was like, so it's probably you know X Men Origins the Last Stand, and then but I had a pause on Last Stand. It's like I, you know what? Honestly, I'd probably rather rather watch Last Stand than this. Yeah. I I will say this: if you could get me a better transfer of this. <laughs> Better, better than the one I watched of this Absolutely. pilot, I, I would watch it, this yeah. over X Men Origins Wolverine. I would. Totally. I, I just would. And it, and part of it is nostalgia factor because I do remember watching this as a kid, and yes. like that yeah. artifact nature of it. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I'd watch this over X Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah. For fun. Yes. All right. 
There we go. We don't need to do the rest. It literally is like, what's worse, this it's or X Men Origins Wolverine? Just shunt the other ones, and it's like, no, X Men Origins Wolverine is technically not. It is technically not, a, or is is worse than Generation X. Yeah, somehow, somehow, I, you know, you, you do make a good argument because you know you got Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, uh, right? So it's hard to, but you know, it is real bad. It's a real, it's, it's a real, real bad. bad, and it's like so. What's worse is that you have Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, who's so great, yeah. and then but but he's in this thing that like sucks so much. <laughs> All right, that's it. Sal, uh, let the kids know where they can find you. Think about youtube.com slash comic pop or comic pop returns and check out me and my friends to making the yucks with comic books. Uh, check it out. There will be links in the description. You can find me at DJ Talks Trash. This show, Mutant Academy, this is a special holiday episode, but normally it airs uh, every third Wednesday. As far as the main continuity, we just finished Deadpool. I believe the next one in the docket is Apocalypse. Maybe that's why I put this in there, just to just to push off Apocalypse a little bit. Uh, <laughs> push off the Apocalypse, yeah. you know? Um, so that should be in the new year. That should be the next one we do. Uh, also, if you like Sal and I talking about X-Men, you can check out at patreon.com slash onlystupidanswers uh, where we do Spider-Versity, where we're talking about Spider-Man stuff. We've done all the movies so far. Um, except for Across the Spider-Verse. That'll be next year. And then uh, we've done Spider-Man Animated Series, and we're almost done with the spectacular Spider-Man. So you can find all that and more at patreon.com slash answers. And we'll see you all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.